Hello everyone, welcome to God's Internet Church Podcast, episode 57. I am your host, Pastor Ron Weaver, and I count it an honor and privilege to be here today to bring to you what God's put on my heart from the Word of God. Mm -hmm. And yes, it's going to be on time today because the appointment I had scheduled was canceled, so we're able to tape it the time that we normally tape it so today we're going to be of course Mm -hmm. doing our song and our opening song which is Surrender by by Hillsong and we're going to be talking about the subject called is that negative? I'm going to skip, I think, believe, share three thoughts from J.P. Phillips for this day thing. He's got three thoughts with three scriptures, and we're going to look at the same thing and see what he says and see if God lines it up with what he wants me to say here today, too. Then we're going to do our prayer request segment, and then we're going to do our... Um, closing remarks and also we're going to be doing the that benediction thing that I started yesterday and so let's sit back for the next 30 minutes and enjoy what God has for us so we're going to go right now to the worship song I surrender Draw me 
Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And I find, I don't know about the people here sitting with me here in studio today, this, when we do surrender to the Lord and let him have his way, our days seem to go a lot better. I needed that song because I was out and about today before I got to the office here and the studio and to do this podcast and there was almost I was in the accidents twice when I came home before I came back here and uh and when I came in, I was not a happy camper. You can ask the staff here, and uh, and my lovely wife, who worked, who's here too, works here too. And uh, well, and she finally calmed me down, and and uh, by snapping back at me like she like she should have, and saying sorry, and even though that that got me because I know she didn't do anything wrong, so I told her you don't have to apologize, and I. There's a lot going on with my nerves, with my nerves, and but I needed that song, and I was focused because even as I went to go go on the air, I was still a little frustrated, and I sat down here behind the mic, and before we hit the record button, the producer did, and and I said, how am I going to do this when I'm so frustrated? Well, I don't know if you noticed the difference at first and when I'm in now, but God used this song. To bless me, just to like to bless you, and because I was late getting in back, and I thought I was going to be late getting recorded, but God is good, and He's good all the time. So, I like to thank you for joining me, and I like to thank you. Um, before I went on the air, I did get the stats of yesterday's listens, and I appreciate that you guys are still listening, and and um, so. We're going to right now go into what God's put on my heart for today. And and that is uh, the Bible study. So let me get my Bible up on the device I have here. It's time for you to go get the Bible. If you have it, if you haven't, go get it. And you can always pause, since this is being pre-recorded, you can always pause. Because I know pastors, sometimes people get mad at pastors because they don't wait for people to get there. I try to when I'm doing a live service. But recording, you know, I figured that the people could pause it, get it open, and then restart. So, but if you got your Bibles... With you, we're not going to go to that today. I'm going to read his thing for the day that he wrote, and then we're going to consider three things, three different things. I'm going to read all of it, then we're going to go back. Well, I'm going to stop if each thought he did. So let's start. It says, "Is that negativity?" Many many people look on Christian religion as a very negative affair. Constituting of a lot that thou shalt not, and certainly including thou shalt have a, shall not have a good time. This is partly the fault of some religious people who certainly ought to know better. 
the partly the partly be, partly because a because few very few men and women trouble to find out what Jesus himself actually said and was so basically J.C. Phillips is saying here that us Christians us Christians us Christians and like pastors like me and which I think I'm a little bit more uh, easy going on some of these thou shalt nots but some, some Christians take things too far some Christian teachers some Christian pastors some older Christians they don't want to see they feel if you're having fun you're not serving God right is that a fair is that a fair account for the people sitting here here and maybe there at you that's not true you know, just like J.P. Phillips said, we need to examine exactly what Jesus said. I mean, I don't know about you. There's been portrayed that Jesus was a fun, happy guy, wasn't he? I've seen in the movies him being portrayed, portrayed, not betrayed, but portrayed as jokes being told as they were walking along the road. And Jesus laughing at things, you know, enjoying things, right? So it's not a matter that we can't have fun, but we can't, we, we gotta watch how much fun we have. Now, the thing I think is trying to be brung point here if the things is sin, we don't do it. You know, there's a lot of people out there thinks that you shouldn't go to the movies because the church said so. Well, you got to remember, there's man-made law in the church, and then there's God's law. And the Bible does not tell us that we can't go to the movie. Now, the Bible does tell us not to go against God's word, right? So God's word tells us not to sin. I think it's okay to go to a movie as long as it's not going to help cause mm -hmm. you to sin. And you see what I see. What point is? So if it's bringing things in, if that movie's bringing things in that could go against God's word. You don't need to go to that movie. Do you see my point? People take it too far. And that's as another side note. My first pastor in life, as a Christian, I met my wife at the church where we were going at the time, and I was taking her out for our first date and I was working with someone discussing on what kind of thing I should do on the first date well I happened to be a member of the church and one of the rules of the church was you can't go to the movies but let me tell you something I know something about that particular pastor that a lot of other people don't know about and as far as I know this won't get to these people but this pastor sometimes flipped off to the movies when he was on vacation with his family to a drive-in, which actually I think was worse than a regular movie theater. But anyways, did nothing happen. You know, I'm not trying to cause any problems, but he was just doing his job as a pastor. But I believe, but yet it's all right to go to a circus where there's a lot more sinful things going on there. There's gambling going on there with prizes. There's all kinds of stuff. But would I go to a circus? Yes, I would. 
Would I go to a carnival? Yes, I would. Would I go to a movie if it was the good time of movie and not bad? Yes, I would. Okay? To me, it, it's we got to check out what the Bible says about it. The kind of fun it's talking about, not having fun, is simple fun. All right? But pastor, you might be saying that's the best kind of fun. Well, that might be the best kind of fun in your mind. But in the end, it will lend you into the lake of fire. So, we accidentally cause people to think religion is negative. Okay? Now, let's go on to his thoughts here. What, you know, that was his opening thought. Now, let's go on to the three of them. And the first one we're going to talk about is John 10.10. 10. We'll read it, and then I'll read his thing, and then I'll get what God tell me. John 10.10. 10. And it says, The chief cometh, the thief cometh not but to steal and to kill and destroy. I cometh that it might have life and might have it more abundantly. Now, normally, and really what this scripture is really talking about here, is talking about the rapture. The thief cometh, which is the devil, to try to tear you down, but but Jesus cometh to give us life to have it more abundantly. Okay? If you want that more abundant life, you want to have, which I think means having fun, right? Do you think people in the house, you think that could be having fun? But the devil is going to try to get you to do things to have fun that is contrary to the word of God and it's going to get you to worry about what you did and what you didn't. He's going to kind of do an Eve thing on you. He's going to manipulate you. And he's going to try to get you to um, to do things against the Bible. Okay? I believe that also even though it's talking about the last days that, that he cometh to make this life and give it more abundantly. To show you how you can live a higher life in God. There's nothing wrong with having a little fun. As long as it's clean fun. And let me tell you something, saints. Churches do have fun. Now let's see what he says here. It says, for his thought, it says, So far from the wanting people to live an epidemic and neighbor negative Jesus said that he had come to bring them more life than they ever known before boom he's thinking about just like I am don't he Jesus wants us to have an abundant life yeah I'm sure he wants you to have abundant life with joy abundant life with fun but the right kind of fun you know I really don't get why people like to drink. I don't get why people like to s smoke the marijuana. I don't get why people want to drink like a sib. Because, yeah, they think they're having fun. I mean, yesterday we were watching Big Bang Theory and they ate some, they didn't know it, but they ate some laced um, 
brownies that had marijuana in them. They ate the whole thing, and by they were sitting there, and they went there to go observe this this meteor shower, which they missed because they were too busy laughing at each other under things that they said that didn't even make sense. Then they go looking for food in the cooler, and they said there's nothing in here but these ice packs. Then one of them got the brilliant idea, ooh, let's look for pudding. And the one that just searched the cooler turned around and said, good idea. So he went back inside the cooler, and though he knew nothing was in there looking for brownie, for, um, for pudding cups that wasn't in there. To me, that sounds like a mess, not fun. And then they're sitting there laughing and laughing and laughing and laughing. But let me tell you something. They missed the important thing they came to do. They missed the kilometer. They're scientists. They missed the kilometer of getting together, watching this meteor shower, which was the focus of their trip, of this camping trip, and the focus of spending time together to a thing they probably didn't remember the next morning because they were so high on that stuff. But think of it if they were drinking. The next morning when they got up, they were behind a porcelain rock. <laughs> yeah, because they were camping. Throwing up. And I've heard people over and over and say, never again. They turn around next Friday and they start the whole mess all over again. That's not fun. That's the devil trying to destroy you. But Jesus is fun. You can go and watch a meteor shower by eating and drinking stuff that are normal. Now, granted, in that show, they didn't know the stuff was lace. <laughs> so that's not their fault. But the problem is there is people out there that do do it. All right? So Jesus wants you to have fun. He wants you to bring more opportunities. But you got to make sure, all he asks is that you make sure they line up with the Word of God. Okay? Second one. Luke 7.34. Go back a book to Luke 7, 30, chapter number 7, verse 34. <coughs> Excuse me. My allergies are right. <laughs> It says, The Son of Man is coming to it is come eating and drinking and ye say behold I am a gluttonous man and a wine babbler a friend of a publican and a sinner hmm I wonder where J.B. Phillips was going with that one let's see the second one as far as being a killjoy and Jesus enjoyed the good things of life and even created in the mind some religious people a reputation for for being too fond of good food and a bottle. Hmm. That's interesting. But I was always taught to go down to the next verse or up the verse for John the Baptist came neither to eat bread nor drink wine 
and ye say he has a devil the son of man is come to eat and drinking and ye say behold a gluttonous man and a wine babbler a friend of a publican and a sinner but wisdom is justified of all her children alright now there's one thing there I didn't see I don't see Jesus portrayed eating a little, drinking a lot of wine do you here in the house no had Jesus drunk wine at the last supper yes and if Jesus did do it I believe it was in moderate where it didn't cause like John to have a devil in him alright not saying that John had a devil with him but what do we make of that verse it says John the Baptist came neither eat bread nor drink wine and ye say oh he neither neither eat or eat bread or drinketh wine and ye say he, he has a devil well I think what the point of this scripture is trying to tell us here is this sometimes people in life misinterpreted the scriptures because this scripture here is painting Jesus as a wine babbler that gluttons and eats and spend time with the sinners but there's one thing Jesus was never a sinner Jesus never sinned against the Father see the sin of drinking the wine is not a sin the sin is drinking too much of a wine and killing somebody because you're driving when you shouldn't be or you sound like a babbling idiot or you kill yourself for over drinking with 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 uh, alcohol poisoning say and you got to remember here <clears throat> Jesus rebukes his generation and it was Jesus who was saying this all right. He was trying to make a point. Jesus said, he compared John the Baptist to him. Okay. But they went after John the Baptist when Jesus had things going on and doing things in his life. But like I said, the wine isn't the sin. There's nothing wrong with drinking wine, there's nothing wrong with drinking alcohol. The sin is when you do it too much and you're making yourself liable of killing yourself, killing other people, or sounding like a babbling idiot and destroying the party. Gluttony. There's nothing wrong with eating. The sin of eating is not a sin, but eating too much is a sin. See? And that's what Jesus was trying to put out here. Okay? Now, let's go to verse Luke chapter 15. 
for the third one verse 2 and this comes from the parable of the lost sheep and the Pharisees said scribes murmured saying this man receive a sinner and eat with them So far from adopting the holier-than-thou attitude, Jesus loved all kinds of people. Though he could be shatteringly rude to hypocrites, religious or otherwise, and thus got the name of keeping bad company. Hmm, interesting. He got that because Jesus went where the sinners were and that's probably why he occasionally indulged in the drink and a meal but like I said the sin wasn't the drink and then Jesus took the drink but Jesus was already within his mind so he didn't sin did he okay and for eating with these people He wanted to let his light shine. He wanted to tell people about Jesus. Pastor Ron, does that mean that sometimes we gotta we gotta go to places we don't want to do because we gotta go in a bar and protest about Jesus? No. But you might have a family member that drinks. And he might say, okay, I'll go out with you and you can tell me about Jesus, but can you go to the bar with me? I'll, you can meet me halfway. Do I think it's a problem for a Christian to go in the bar? No. Because if you're doing God's work, if you're doing God's work, you need to go just like Jesus to where the sin is. Am I saying you should go to the bar just to go? No. But if God's leading you to that bar to go minister to someone, yes. Okay? But some people say, oh my God, I went to a bar. What is people going to say? They're going to see my car outside. What is people going to think of me? Jesus didn't worry about what people thought of him. But yet he's still the savior of the world. You got to go where Jesus leads you to go. We make it unfun to serve God. Because we're afraid of what people are going to think of us. We make it fun, unfun to serve God. Because we're afraid to take a you know to have fun but if you do it all clean yes Jesus drank wine and we know that because of the last supper but I know that Jesus didn't abuse that wine because because he was perfect in every other way and he died on the cross and I really don't think that that point 
that when it said um, when it said in verse 7 chapter number 7 verse 34 and I might have read you the wrong scripture earlier we'll see when it said the son of man Because the Son of Man, I think, refers to people. Am I right? Because if it was talking about him sin, it would be known as the Son of God. Right? So this scripture is not even talking about Jesus. Okay? It's talking about God. It's talking about the Son of Man. That's talking about people. Right? That's why it's talking about the creation of... Uh, me negative against John but I, I told you about Jesus part of it because people do do drink some religious do allow you to drink the Catholics allow you to drink the Lutherans allow you to drink and you know there's really nothing about it do I partake in the drink? no but there's nothing wrong with it but the sin of the wrong with it is doing it to be stupid or hurting somebody that's the sin okay so we came through all of it first one we need to realize we can have fun and do what God called us to do secondly we got to stop being like the son of man which is human beings and live more like John even though they'll see the devil in us because they they only mocking us because they can't have fun and the son of man I think at this point like I said wasn't Jesus I know I portrayed it in there a little bit but I wanted to make the point that Jesus did go and he did occasionally drink the wine and he did eat but he didn't abuse it but the son of man which is us does abuse it okay see my point now alright well we're winding up this podcast now at this point and we're going to take prayer requests. We're going to do prayer requests now. And and this thing was a little bit confusing. Yes, I know it is. But we got to do it. And it's a pie. It might have been a subject that... Am I giving you a go-ahead to go out and get drunk and be crazy? No. Will I frown on you if you start drinking a little bit? But don't make yourself bad? No, I won't. Because that's not the sin. The sin is how you use it afterwards. Now, we're going to look at the prayer requests and with the time restraints, because we went, uh, actually, we're four minutes over 30 minutes here. We're going to um, pray for all of these that are whole. And the first one is my dad, because he's got that aneurysm on his heart. My mom's back, she's got arthritis. My cousin Margaret's leg and the loss of her mother, Lloyd for his for his uh, for his uh, cancer, my brother Sean, he's like a brother to me from another mother, his two unspoken, then his mom's hip recovery. Um, for my brother-in-law and us as we try to close the estate and come off smoothly. For my friend Paul and his daughter, 
for his back and his daughter not to get sick and don't get coronavirus. Um, for my grandma and her eyes and her back and her her eyes and her hip and her um, her ears to get better. And then uh, for the family that's got coronavirus, the rest of it, some of them are doing good, better, but there's still a couple that got it. For my cousin Lori, she's in the hospital with a blood infection. And things go good there. And for my aunt Denise and her back, she's having trouble with her back too. And I think that's everything. So we're going to do a general prayer again because we ran out of time. And, um, and let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we ask you to be with all these needs. We just ask you to meet them and heal them, Lord. From their back pains to their aches and pains to their ears and eyes and everything that's been asked here, Lord, we just ask you to continue to touch and heal them. We ask you in Jesus' name, amen and amen. And I'm sorry we struggled a little bit with that second point today, but... I wanted you to know for sure that, you know, I wasn't bringing that out saying that Jesus was a drunk because he wasn't. And in my mind, it was okay if he did take it a little bit because he didn't do a foolishly. All right? That's what my thought was. And the Son of Man is us. Okay? Because the second thought was so far for being like a killjoy. Jesus enjoyed the good things of life. And even created in his mind some religious people to reputation of being found of good food and the bottle. See, that's where J.P. Phillips took that. and But he did, it's true, he did drink out of the wine. But he didn't do it to a sin. Everyone say amen. On that note, um... I would like to say, therefore, my beloved brethren, be steepest, immovable always, abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that the Lord, your labor, is not in vain. 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty eight, And I do want to go on record here. I'm not saying it's okay to drink, you know, too much. You know, I'm not saying this or that, okay? I don't, I'm not saying you can go out and drink. You can. You know what you can do and what you can't do. You don't be foolish. That's what I'm trying to say here. And Because uh, personally, I don't drink. So, but I'm just saying there's nothing wrong with it with the ones that do drink as long as they don't do it foolishly and sinfully, right? Amen. On that note, I'm Pastor Ron Weaver saying have a good day. Talk to you tomorrow, and bless you, and God bless you.